0: It's on. Oh, yeah. We're back. Podcast number 26. It's the Culvert Show. We've now gone two weeks in a row.
1: (laughs) Go team. It's impressive. Go team.
0: (laughs) We're we're setting the bar pretty low on this Thursday (laughs) evening when we're recording it. But, hey, you know when you're gone three months, the bar is automatically set low for yourself. So...
1: I'm JC, oh,
0: joining me as always, Nick. We're trying to get RC on the show for an incarceration festival special that's coming up in a couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. He might be on, he might not be on at this point, I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see, but right now, right before we came on this wonderful podcast we're talking pokemon go we'll talk about that later on in the show but we'll start with probably the most interesting news of the day and the big 10 is um given the old two stink finger salute to the sec ucla and usc now we were talking about this briefly before we got on here but last i had heard this was an idea now based on what i've been reading this is an actual thing that's 2024 or 2023, yep. one of the two. That moved in a hurry.
1: Oh, big time. I mean, because Texas and Oklahoma are supposed to go to the SEC in 2025. Now, UCLA and USC are moving at an alarming rate going into 2024. <laughs> As, as early as 2024 moving into the big 10 and we mentioned we mentioned this earlier when we were talking before only a 15 minute um prep time by the way we were on it today <laughs> but um we thought that just because it would be the california teams and they're from the pac-12 just to be dramatic they would be a part of the big 10 west well i mean i see that happening but at the same time I, I really don't know. I think you just keep them in the Big Ten West. You move a couple of teams over because I'm about to pull up the um, about to pull up the Big Ten West because at the top of my head, I am not very familiar with so, the Big Ten itself.
0: I'm dying to know because I've seen this. I, I hope it's meant as a meme of USC UCLA on the Big Ten East because the running joke there is the Big Ten East is way better team wise than the Big Ten West is. It's just oh, yeah. the way it is. It's Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, you know, versus Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois. It's Purdue. just well, Purdue has been surprisingly
1: decent. Better. Better.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so this is interesting because basketball, these two schools, would be a great ad, especially mm-hmm. UCLA. But even yes. football. USC, I don't necessarily like them, but, and as I'm looking up the Big Ten, Indiana Hoosiers have already tweeted a welcome to the Big Ten, UCLA, USC. I mean, wow.
1: Nebraska did as well I was looking
0: at it. That's an an hour ago. I mean, this all came down the pipe about five hours ago as we're recording this so you know time frame means very little but i mean this was a fast moving thing
1: oh yeah and i i think in some cases i think um, i think we might have talked about it last weekend or we just or last week but we've talked about it before what if teams start going into big super conferences
0: super conferences
1: and now i think if USC and UCLA are making that move then that's that's going to be a whole new opening because Texas and Oklahoma are moving, and Texas just got a big recruit in Arch Manning for a quarterback who was one of the top recruits in college or er, in high school football, um, arguably the best quarterback to come out of the recruitment class, and he turned down a couple of big schools to go to Texas and to go to er I think Alabama and I know Ohio State I think was on his radar as well, um, Georgia was another one, but I mean still you got now a storied program in USC who's good at or who's been historically good at football. UCLA has been in the middle of the road. They've been up there a couple of times, but I mean, they've had some good programs as well. Basketball obviously UCLA is going to be good. Um when it comes to other sports, I know for baseball, two good Pac-12 schools, they'll come in and they'll shake up the Big 10, um especially. But kind of looking at this right now, if they would stick in the Big 10 West, you have Iowa, who's been consistently decent throughout the years. They went 10-4 and last year, 7-2 in the conference. Um, you have Minnesota, who's been kind of ramping it up there as well. Wisconsin, who's been even pretty good. Purdue is now starting to kind of make their glow up once again. Illinois, they've fallen a little bit. And then the bottom two, we don't need to talk about the, <laughs> the two big ends. Uh, Northwestern, I think, really hit their fall last year. Um, but Nebraska, it – Will the
0: tumble ever stop poor Nebraska?
1: No. Never should have okay. got rid
0: of Bo Pelini.
1: Yeah, we'll always say that till the day we die. But <laughs> there was a tweet – there was a TikTok that I saw before – like while we were um, – while I was waiting for you to call. And it's it was a picture of Lincoln Riley, former Oklahoma coach, now moved to USC, and this would be his first year – and the tweet had like the verified Lincoln Riley account. So I'm not sure if it's a joke or not. And the guy wasn't sure either, but it said I didn't come all the way to California to see get moved to the big 10. What the heck is this? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I, I really hope just, just for the sake of USC and for the PAC 12, I really hope that this is a joke, but dude, that is funny as hell right there. I mean, very good historic program at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley for the last two years. He moves over to USC <laughs> and now is wanting to build and then gets tossed into the Big Ten and says, here, go play Ohio State, go play Michigan, go play Penn State. We don't want your Pac-12 schedule anymore.
0: The interesting part about them is how far they're going to have to travel.
1: 100 I mean,
0: there's no one even close to them. Nebraska's no. the closest one. Yeah. So if you look at it now, for those that aren't familiar with the old uh, Big Ten, Big Ten East, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana. Okay, so Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan, pretty solid. Bottom three, not so much. Big Ten West, we talked about it, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern. So that's seven and seven. So if you bring in these two and they'd have to go to the West because there's no way you'd put them in the East. So you look at probably swapping Purdue and maybe Illinois Northwestern in a coin toss. I mean, if I'm Iowa, I want Northwestern out of the West. I mean, that is the thorn in the side of Iowa, but...
1: I think Northwestern is the thorn in the side of anybody in the Big 10 when it comes to being ranked.
0: Well, they and were 1 why. and 8 last year, so they weren't the thorn in the side of many.
1: No, I, but I don't here's... even know
0: who they beat last year.
1: Oh, I'll look it up.
0: They I actually got their
1: beat... schedule pulled up. Mm, I had it pulled up Rutgers. From this year. Okay, so yeah.
0: <laughs> but but I mean, they, like, got you... by, oh, they got Iowa, thumped by Oh, Iowa barely beat them. And that's it. Everybody else rolled them. Including Nebraska. That must have been like the greatest game of the year for Nebraska, fifty six to seven. Anyway. Oh, we were just
1: happy to see offensive performance. But like when you <laughs> throw it back to Northwestern historically for the last few years, they've just they've been that scrappy team that stays in games and finds a way to win. Like um you look at the big or you look at the COVID year. So I'm looking at it right now in twenty twenty, they beat Maryland heavily. Iowa, they beat by one. Nebraska beat by a touchdown. Um, Purdue, they won. They beat Wisconsin, who was ranked tenth in the country, seventeen to seven. Michigan State, they lost only by nine. Minnesota, the game got canceled. And then Ohio State, they lost by only twelve. And that, and they were six and two on the year, and they were six and one in the conference overall. Or uh, not six and one in the conference. Sorry, that's wrong. Six and two in the conference. And then they went to Auburn in the citrus bowl. So they got a decent bowl game and they throttled Auburn 35 to 19. So Northwestern consistently has been good. They've just been that scrappy team that is able to get a couple of turnovers when needed. Um, Their offense has been decent. They lost their uh, good quarterback last year um, because he graduated. So that kind of shows a whole offensive revamp, whatever. And then now I think you could probably move Northwestern over to the Big Ten East just because they're on that Chicago side. Purdue is the same way you could move them over because they're in South Bend. So there's two teams. So just swap out Purdue and Northwestern, make the Big Ten West a little bit more on the heavier team side just to bring in UCLA and USC.
0: So if you do that, that – so that would put nine and seven – so i so technically, I guess you could leave one, so say boot Purdue to the east, that would give them two, four, six, eight, and that would drop the the west to six, so you would just dump Purdue to the east and then bring in the other two, and then it's eight and eight you can so do because that as well. quick math is not our strong suit on this podcast nope. now we uh have adjusted it, so Purdue would make the most sense to go to the east. And then UCLA and USC. I mean, I'm thinking basketball season. That oh, there, yeah. some, there's some intriguing matchups there because I mean UCLA has a tendency to make a deep run even if they're seeded as double digits. USC a blue blood. or UCLA has, or yeah, USC. Oh, gotta get those straight. <laughs> um, those that team has a tendency to kind of find their way in sometimes. So. It's interesting, but yeah, this like you said earlier, this starts the march to a super conference.
1: Because mm-hmm. now I'm trying to look at the Pac-12 here. So if I pull up, oh, let's just see if I can find a team here. Let's and I've seen
0: Oregon, Washington, and there's somebody else will not follow UCLA and you, uh, UCLA at USC, boy. Um, at the at this particular juncture, which is interesting to say already, but
1: yeah. So looking at the Pac-12 standings, or just the Pac-12 in general. So USC and UCLA will be leaving the Pac-12 South. So that makes one, two, three, four, five, six teams in the North, and then in the South you'd be subtracting that. So now the South would only have four teams. But however, you could move, even though Stanford's on like the Other half of the state for California, you could swap Stanford down to the Big 12 or the Pac-12 South, Um, and I would say even try to pick up another team that has been doing decent, kind of around the Pac-12 in in your general area. Either take them out of the Mountain West. I know BYU is already coming to the Big or coming to the Big 12, Um, so that would almost. There's, there's not a lot of teams that you could pick up if you were the Pac-12 to kind of get stuff moving. Because I feel like you wouldn't want to swap a team that's like middle of the road, even though you might have to just for um, just for the sake of it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that certainly does um make things interesting on the side of the Pac-12. Looking at a Sports Illustrated uh, tweet, with news of USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten Conference, they say let's reimagine the NCAA landscape with the Ford Bowl subdivision from 2020. So Pat Ford explains it. It's broken up into 10 different conferences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the Great Midwest Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Western Michigan, and North Dakota State. So that's an interesting one. The Southwest, which is glorified basically Texas and Oklahoma Conference. Yep. Baylor, Houston, North Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Rice SMU TCU Texas Texas A&M Texas Tech and Tulsa which is again interesting and then you get to this Sun Belt conference Alabama Arkansas Arkansas State Auburn Louisiana Lafayette Louisiana Tech LSU Memphis Ole Miss Mississippi State Tulane, and Southern Miss.
1: So basically 90% of the SEC versus everybody else. (laughs) Sadly to say.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was going to see where anybody – Tennessee would be in the mid-American. Illinois, Kentucky, Louisiana, Marshall, um, uh, Northern Illinois, Northwestern, Middle Tennessee, North North Dakota – Notre Dame, that's more accurate. Tennessee, uh, (laughs) Vanderbilt, Western Kentucky, and West Virginia. So there's interesting regional, you know, play-wise, but...
1: Oh, yeah. I
0: I mean, I think we're at the point where I don't think it's going to ever break up into 10. I mean, I think it's more likely you get down to, like, Power 5 becomes, like, Power 4 or Power 2 at some point.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Because I don't think you're going to see everybody that's just going to b- willingly break up into smaller. But I do like the idea of the Ragin' Cajuns, Alabama, Ragin' Cajuns, Arkansas, because the Ragin' Cajuns have been in that top 25. Now, granted, I'm not saying they would go and beat Arc- or uh, Alabama, because, you know, probably not.
1: They, hey, But it would I make mean, for some things have happened.
0: compelling games.
1: Oh, yeah, especially when – like, if you take a look at, like, um, the Raging Cajuns themselves, they've had some big – within the last few years, they've had some big top 25 wins. I know Iowa State was a big one, and that was a big heartbreaker for Iowa State. Cause that it was, like,
0: was such a I-called-it game from the start. Oh, yeah. But
1: – But um, I'm kind of looking here at, like, the Mountain West Conference because I think that would be, like, the closest that you could get to the Pac-12 to, like, take a team or take two teams – I think a good pickup um, possibly could be Utah's already in the Pac-12, so pull Utah State over, and then San Diego State just to replace a California mm-hmm. team. Pop San Diego State over. They went 11 or they went 12 and two last year. They were seven and one in the conference. They won the Mountain West outright. Um, so I think if you actually want to take a couple of teams, you have some decent teams to look at. Fresno State has also been kind of in that top 25. They've been sniffing around a little bit the last two years. So, or. I should say the last three years concerning the fact that the covid year kind of really wasn't a year i guess it's 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 so it was hard a year all that. right, oh well, yeah, <laughs> but like with sports, especially with college oh, that's I get so what you're saying judge,
0: I get what you're saying, but it, it we was, wish
1: it wasn't a friggin year
0: it was a year, unfortunately,
1: but no, still, I mean, if teams are starting to make moves. Because I know Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF are coming to the Big Twelve within the next three years.
0: UCF is still fascinates me about the Big Twelve.
1: Uh, right. It's better than going to the SEC, though.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to play games where you're not going to get rolled as bad.
1: For me personally, nobody I think wants to went go to the, the SEC. SEC. Oh, there you go. Yeah, UCF probably should have went to the the ACC. You're on that coastal side of it. Just move up. I mean it would be fun to see like UCF and Florida just battle it out because I bet UCF could contain Florida or at least handle them. They might get, they might get rolled every other year, but like they could make that a game. But if you flip it over to the ACC, I mean, there, there are a lot of good teams there that I think UCF as a, as a program could really compete with.
0: Yep. So there we go. It's the early college football talk. It was a merger. Well, Merger, leaving conference, whatever. But uh, with Oklahoma and Texas last year, and it was hinted at pretty heavily last year that this wouldn't be the last one of these we saw. But I tell you, USC, UCLA, that thing had to be cooking.
1: Like, oh yeah, they already they had to be was on basically.
0: It. We're just gonna slide to these documents and pretend like this wasn't already about to happen because they're booking it for twenty four. Oh, yeah. And everybody in the Big Ten's already like, yeah, welcome in. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it is surprising how quickly that one seems to be moving. But by the time we talk about it next week, it might be a whole completely uh, different landscape. And With that, I'm going to make a jump here to the thing you have a podcast about that wrapped up last week.
1: Literally on Monday last week.
0: And, uh, well, you guessed right. We talked about Ole Miss and Arkansas. Go Hogs. And, uh, well, I was not correct. But an not-ranked a not-ranked team won the College World Series. So that's cool in its own right. Oklahoma gets smoked by Ole Miss. That game Sunday was uh, was tough for uh, Oklahoma.
1: It definitely was. And then, um, so I'm pulling it up here right now but Oklahoma ended up giving back-to-back-to-back home runs, so three home runs in a row um, to Ole Miss to kind of close out that game on Sunday, which was – or on – yeah, it was on Sunday, which was tough for them. And so – or no, that was Saturday, excuse me, which was tough for them because their pitching staff had been so good throughout the year, they ended up getting beat 10-3. to um, And then to just kind of go over the last game – Oklahoma's pitcher Caden Horton comes in once again, one year removed after Tommy John picks up his fourth or fifth game of the year with double digit K's. He had 13 strikeouts against Ole Miss on that Monday or that Sunday afternoon game, and then um, just a couple of catching blunders by arguably one of the kind of most well rounded catchers in the Big 12, especially, but in, in the nation. Uh, for Oklahoma, there was a cross-up on a curveball. A run got scored off that on the wild pitch. And then uh, two batters later, another run on a wild pitch. And that gave Ole Miss the 4-2 lead. Their hitting kind of came alive later in the game as um, Horton came out. But, no, Ole Miss, from the last four teams in, coming into being the last team standing, and it it was in a historic season for Ole Miss coming into the college coming into the college tournament. They didn't give up a run in the super regionals. They came through, blasted through the Miami regional, um, beat a very good Arizona team, 24 or 22 to six, come in steamroll Southern miss, get into the college world series. Don't give up a run until Arkansas in that, um, last game that they played or the first game in the semifinals after the winter or before the winter take all, excuse me, I'm getting my words all jumbled. And then, um, <laughs> came in and just beat a very good Oklahoma team and I think if you really come down to it granted yes it was the last two best teams in the country but seriously though they were the two best teams in the country Ole Miss's record didn't show it at the time before coming into the tournament but man if you look at how well they both competed in Ole Miss and Oklahoma it was insane and then Oxford Mississippi was just balling out with the party uh I think it's one of the first national titles in school history it's the first national title in baseball for Ole Miss and it makes it three SEC winners in a row for the College World Series um Vanderbilt Mississippi State and then Mississippi this last year Tim Elko aka the captain (laughs) aka probably one of the best players in college baseball at the moment uh, who last year had an ACL injury, still played on it throughout the end of the year, hit bombs like just an absolute dog. He ended up holding the trophy at the ceremony at Swayze Field the other day, and the athletic director said, okay, I want you to take the trophy here, and I promised I wouldn't embarrass him, and this is almost verbatim. He goes, hold it above your head real fast. So Tim Elko puts the trophy above his head. He goes, now hold it to your right side. So he holds it there, hold it to your left side, holds it to the left, and he goes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, which one is going to be best for the statue that's going out front? <laughs> Tim Tim Elko is literally getting a statue at Swayze Field, and I think that's the coolest thing ever because he's been with the program for five years, played last year, hobbling on his knee for the last, like, four series um, and the SEC tournament, finally got ACL surgery, comes back this year. He hit 300 on the year, 24 bombs. I mean, the guy is just outrageous. His draft stock soared through the roof. And um, just extremely happy for that Ole Miss team because I am I, I've been kind of a rebel baseball fan since high school just because Mike Bianco um, is a fantastic coach. If you watch some of Ole Miss's stuff on Twitter, he'll have like a, a kind of like a little Tuesday thing that the baseball team puts out where he tells a story. And it, it's just kind of one of those pick me up stories or like uh, coming through adversity, whatever like that. But he he's just a very mindful coach. And uh, Ole Miss is your college world series champions this year. So that kind of wraps up that. Um, we recorded our kind of last episode for college baseball of the season yesterday or er, on Monday. It went up tonight, but um, no, we're we're just kind of going to talk about recruitment for the last half of the podcast and just kind of go down a bunch of rabbit holes. So that's what we're most excited about.
0: There you go. I mean, yeah, it's uh, your, your other podcast with SEC baseball or, not SEC baseball specifically, <laughs> yeah, but college much. college baseball. Uh does what this podcast doesn't do, and that's stay on one thing specific. So uh you got a long off season for the po- for the podcast to talk about uh baseball related things, but yeah. Ole Miss uh gets it done. And uh, yeah. with that uh yeah, it's it's one of those where it's why you play the tournament. It's why tournaments and postseason in most sports is fun because there's a chance the team you think's going to win, i.e. Tennessee. Oh, yes. And all their fun antics that they did won't win it. And that is uh, part of why we play the uh, sports and we do the tournament. So speaking of teams that aren't winning... We're not going to go very far from the uh, college the baseball, baseball realm. We're going to the pros.
1: Oh, boy. And Why do I have a feel like I'm going to get targeted first?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, the Cubs are horrible.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the Cubs sad.
0: trounced Cincinnati tonight.
1: Oh, yeah. They 15-7. ended up losing. 7 Yeah, it was huge. They ended up losing game one of the series, 5-3. Then they came back uh, last night, 8-3. Came back tonight fifteen to seven and I had a tweet pulled up here. Um, Christopher Morrill went five for five last or er, tonight, including a four hundred foot bomb that gave him two RBIs. But the Cubs actually were they were looking pretty solid tonight as a lineup. Patrick Wisdom had a grand slam. He's one of the kind of rising stars on the team. He's definitely a fan favorite as well. Nico Horner had a good night. He had three hits and six at bats, so he went three for six. Um David Bodie, he went one for two on the night as well. Uh, Ortega, he's been kind of coming up through the rankings as well. Wilson Contreras is arguably one of the best kind of defensive catchers in the business at the moment, just like as, as on the younger side, I should say. Um, he got the night off. He was just DH in a night. He had two hits as well. Um, so I think the offense is there. It's just a matter of kind of getting it going. They got Boston coming up in a – in a series, first game starts tomorrow on July 1st, and that's at Wrigley Field. So the Cubs have a little bit of a homestand, which is nice. You always love seeing games at Wrigley Field.
0: I'll be honest with you. I hope you win all three games this weekend because the AL East, we talked about it last week, 12, 13 oh, yeah. games back, not a damn thing has changed. New York is 56-21. <laughs> 56 wins. <laughs>
1: And there is no team.
0: There is not a damn team that's even close to that. The Mets are within nine, but you know we'll say give them a second. They'll eventually tumble. The Astros are within eight, but meh.
1: Everybody else is within. Everybody else, the Red Sox, they're at thirteen. The Twins are thirteen or thirteen games away. They're at forty-three wins as well. And there's Uh,
0: nobody even close after that.
1: No. The Brewer, (laughs) besides the Dodgers at 46, the Mets at 47, the Astros at 48, the next closest team besides the 43 would be the Brewers, and they're at 44 and 34 on the air.
0: In the AL, your top three teams, New York, 56 and 21, seven games back, Houston, 48 and 27. And I'm going to brag up the AL East here. Three of the top four teams in the AL are in the East. 43 and 33, my Toronto Blue Jays and the Bo Sox are both 12 and a half back. The Twins are right there as well. Cleveland's at 39 and 34. And then it drops off after that. But the Dodgers are 46 wins, would put them third in the AL. The Mets at 47 would be, I want to say, about a game and a half back at Houston. But mm-hmm. you look at the NL, it's, as it seems like it always is, slightly bit more competitive. Oh, yeah. However, having said that, that AL East second place race has three teams. And by the way, Baltimore's the only team in the East that's not above 500.
1: Well, does that shock anybody? No.
0: Well, mm, here's my thing with Baltimore. They're only seven games under five hundred. I thought they were gonna be way worse. I thought they were uh, gonna be uh, an Oakland twenty five and fifty two or a Cincinnati twenty six and forty nine.
1: Or throwing the Royals there twenty seven and forty seven all the teams
0: that are horrible. So the oh, fact yeah. they're only seven games under five hundred is a genuine surprise. Yeah. Um <clears throat> But, yeah, that that East is going to be an interesting race. Toronto last year got close down the stretch, but they got a key series with Tampa. They managed to win game one tonight, 4-1. And then you look at the um, Central, Cleveland and Minnesota. That'll be a good battle.
1: Cleveland won last night on a walk-off.
0: Yeah, they – they won and a uh, won today too as well. Yep. So they a got a win streak. They got it done. Scoring They're now four one game runs, back from the twins. Scoring scoring two runs in the eighth, two runs in the ninth to also walk it off tonight. Fun fact. There you go. You know, Tex the 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 West sucks. I mean Yeah, the West <laughs> is hard. So Texas is just not a good baseball team.
1: No. And okay, I did find this funny. This was all over Twitter and TikTok this morning. Mike Trout was literally standing out in center field and was looking at his pitcher and was literally telling him, "You need to hold your hands at a consistent point or like at a similar point for each pitch because their pitcher was giving away pitches. If he held his hands high, <laughs> it, it was a curve I I
0: I, I uh, shit you not. No.
1: He was literally if he held his hands high, it was a curveball. If he held his hands low, he was gassing up with a fastball or anything. And so last night's game, Mike Trout was literally out in center field trying to relay the sign to his pitcher saying, you need to figure your crap out, bud. They're
0: 37 and 41 to interject.
1: Oh, yeah. And that was was the closer, too, because Otani yesterday had 11 Ks. um, And he hit a nuke as well. And he hit a nuke. Oh, dude. Otani is just one of those guys who is. Generational talent. Oh, yeah. But I think it's funny. You come in from a guy who's throwing 100 to a guy who's literally tipping his pitches. And Mike Trout is literally, at the end of the video, he just looks up to the heavens and says, why the hell do I still have like six plus years on my contract <laughs> Why am I with these still guys?
0: here? Why are you ruining my career?
1: Well, and and that's the one thing that I just, I feel bad for the Angels because they started off the year so well. And it was like, okay, this might be the turning point. Well, and then they started really just dropping games cuz like if you go if you go to the beginning and like they didn't start off insanely insanely good as as a team for the Angels, but I mean, they've they've done better than they have in the past. But if you kind of look at it now, they went on a huge skid starting on May 25th. They lost to the Rangers. Your Blue Jays just absolutely Steamrolled them, swept a series. The Yankees swept them. The Phillies swept them. So they were on a huge losing streak because Boston took two games from them. They finally turned it around. I think here they were on like almost a 12 or 15 game losing streak, going all the way from May to June, like the first couple of weeks of June. June 10th was or June 9th was their first win since the the Rangers' beginning loss. Then they came with the Mets. Um, the Mets took the series from them went to the Dodgers they lost against two games to the Dodgers and then they go against Seattle they pick up a few games against Seattle but I mean the Mar— or not the Mariners the the angels have been struggling and they've been struggling for a hot minute I think since the early 2000s they've just become purely irrelevant
0: (laughs) well some encouraging words for those that are angels fans that are listening to the old podcast here I'm sorry. The, the Get... West outside of Houston hasn't mattered for, it's been a while.
1: Well, Texas, I mean... here's the thing.
0: Texas got into the playoffs for a few years, but then, you know, squandered a 2 nothing lead in a five-game series to Toronto, and then they punched Bautista, and then they got swept out the following year, and since then have been, you know, not really relevant.
1: Well, since 2015, Oakland was one of those teams. Kansas City was there as well and then you see how far those teams stumbled.
0: Stumbled or fell off a cliff?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, pick the <laughs> poison. I think I think Oakland really stumbled. Kansas City just completely fell off the face of the freaking earth because they traded away their entire team.
0: That has that effect.
1: Yeah, and Look then they he, kept Salvi. Thank God.
0: Well, you got to keep somebody to bring in ticket sales.
1: Yeah, well, the Pirates have kind of found their freaking guy, I guess. And and the young star O'Neal who throws a ninety six mile an hour ball across the diamond, hardest ball thrown by an infielder this season.
0: He was revved up and ready to go.
1: Oh yeah. But he, he's been kinda kinda lights out. They got Brian Reynolds as well, who's hitting two fifty eight on the year. So I mean the Pirates are trying to they're trying to climb their way back. And I think this is funny. I'm looking at it right now. So batting average on the offense for team leaders for the Pirates. Brian Reynolds hitting 258 home runs for the Pirates. Brian Reynolds, he's got 15 and you want to keep, keep the offense going RBIs. Brian Reynolds 31. So, I mean, there's your team right there. Um, O'Neal's been working out really good for them as a young recruit coming in. Um, otherwise, I mean, the NL kind of like you said earlier, it's just, it's one of those tight races once again to where it's, I think it's going to come down to the wire. The Mets will probably end up stumbling, which is really sad. Not really sad because nobody likes the Mets. I'm
0: crying so hard for you, buddy.
1: Oh, I know. Dude, it's it's tough being a Cubs fan, but I will be a Cubs fan for as long as I. Uh, As long as there is breath in my lungs, I will be a Cubs fan and I'll deal through the sorrows of another 110 years to where I got to see one World Series, but will not see the next.
0: Well, to be fair, it's one more World Series than I've seen so far. Looking at the NL side of things, Mets. 3.5 over Atlanta, 7.5 over Philadelphia. Everybody else after that to this point in the season doesn't matter because they're double-digit games behind. The NL Central's got two teams worth talking about. It's the same two teams. It seems like it's been since, again, it's been a while. Cardinals actually, rather than doing the routine of being mediocre as hell and then going into the final, like, third of the season and then making a playoff push, they're only a game out of first. Them and the Brewers... Tangling Dodgers and Padres within a game and a half of each other Giants lagging back six games Dodgers or uh, Diamondbacks I should say and uh, Rockies both double digits uh, down as well and uh, well Toronto's got a 10 game over 500 uh, record so you know I guess like at least complain. one of us
1: gets to be happy
0: <laughs> well we're still third in the N or in the AL East so tied for second well, technically but it's funny because like I said last week your gap to the the Brewers is 13. That's first to fourth. First to second in the in the AL East is 12 and a half.
1: Yeah. That's I don't know what you can do with those those numbers. 43 it-
0: and 33 Toronto would be right in that race for the NL Central
1: they'd be in any race if they weren't in anything but the east. <laughs> they'd be there in the AL Central, they'd be there. They'd be probably just a few game a few more games or a few less games back in the NL- or in the AL West. They'd be sniffing the nose of the Mets in the AL East, at least with the Braves as well cuz that's that's kind of a tough division with the Braves, Phillies, Catching Fire as well. Throw it to the Central, they'd probably be leading the Central or at least right where the Cardinals are, if not half a game above the Cardinals. And then in the in the West, I mean, the Dodgers are going to be the Dodgers. The Padres are just catching fire at the moment as well. They've been kind of swapping through a couple of win streaks. They won already today, I think. And so now it's just a matter of, can you find a way to get out of the AL East?
0: No, we can't.
1: Well, I mean, but uh, here's teams, the deal. teams in college are moving conferences. Why don't you guys move <laughs> divisions? Good lord, <laughs> figure it out, eh?
0: Yeah, we're gonna switch us and uh, let's see, Chicago, Chicago from the AL Central and us to the uh, from the AL East. There's gonna be a straight across trade. The one good thing about playing in the East is you're gonna you already know you're battle tested when you get to the playoffs because if you've won the East you probably also have won 100 games that season or Mm -hmm. 95, 96, 97 games because last year Toronto won 91 games and missed the playoffs. So, yeah, there you go. So that's that's MLB. We got the question of questions. It's one of those you see on social media. It's eliminate one place, but I'm going to up the ante. Eliminating one place on this is too easy. And I'll explain why when we list them off here. So we've got nine of them. Chipotle, McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, Subway, Starbucks, KFC, and Domino's. Okay, if I'm eliminating one, this takes me about an eighth of a second to say Starbucks is gone.
1: Oh, me and my me and one of my coworkers, I, I was literally giving him crap this morning, too, because he showed up with a Scooter's coffee, right? And I, I just, and for those of the listeners that are this, I apologize, but I call him a basic white chick because <laughs> he had a Scooter's eyes coffee. And I can't <laughs> say anything because I will get one specific thing from Starbucks, and it does make me basic. Hot chocolate, it's
0: like a, and it, they make fun of me at the store when I buy it anyway.
1: Oh, no. Well, I get like this mocha cookie crumble thing where wow. it's like chocolate and a bunch of cookie crumbs. You it's do like, sound I like, like a
0: basic white girl.
1: Oh, don't even get me started. Oh, but, my
0: God.
1: What? <laughs> But, so, my girlfriend really likes Dunkin'. Dunkin' is half the price. To me, I think their stuff is much better. They've got a, a much better selection that switches in and out. And you so can get like, donuts. Yeah, and you get donuts. And the donuts are cheap as hell, too, because you can get, like, a dozen donuts instead, like for half the price is going to, like, Krispy Kreme or something
0: like Well, that. Krispy Kreme's better. We're not going to get into that, because if you think Dunkin''s better, you're wrong.
1: I, I'll... <laughs> I I have Don't my I have it. my moments. Don't no, say I, it. I have my moments. I've there been to both. I...
0: Duncan is if there's not a Krispy Kreme around is crazy convenient. I will say that because you're in yes. and out, it's quick.
1: My my thing about the Krispy Kreme donuts is at some points I feel like you're just literally like the donuts are fantastic, but I feel like you're eating air just because they're like so <sighs> soft. <sighs> With Duncan, oh, there's actually a little oh, bit more mass to it. Whoa, okay. Uh, well, you know don't. what?
0: Here's the deal. <laughs> Neither one of those is on this list. Yep. But I, I'm going to write down a note in my podcasting notebook here of Duncan versus Krispy Kreme because we might, you know, Ooh, something we'll to, to, to bring up. That. Because you're wrong. I'm just going to say it. I mean, all there's right, no planet right. where Dunkin' Donuts are better than Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and I will say, like I said, I've had Dunkin'. They're solid, but they're not Krispy Kreme. All right, so go. back to this. <laughs> I don't know if you'll remember the nine that we just talked about, but my point was they say to eliminate one place.
1: So for you can't me, just eliminate one.
0: So for me, I'm like, okay, boom, gone, Starbucks. So if you had to eliminate one, how long is that going to take you to decide?
1: List them off again. Just give me one more rattle off here.
0: Chipotle? I'm never sure if I say that place right or not, but anyway.
1: It's Chipotle, yeah.
0: <laughs> McDonald's, Burger King, Subway, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, KFC, Domino's, and Starbucks.
1: Ooh, okay. Not going to lie, I have not had KFC in a while, so I'd probably bump KFC off. I'm not a big Domino's pizza fan, so oh. I'd probably bump them oh. off as well. Oh,
0: but. So, okay, well, you had no problem picking one because you've already picked your two, which is exactly <laughs> what I was about to ask. Um, so my point is one off of this list is easy. Starbucks for
1: me, KFC,
0: and apparently Domino's. I'm, I'm shocked by that, but whatever,
1: dude. I'm not a big Domino's pizza guy. Like coming from, well, especially coming from Omaha, I've had like a lot of other pizza places that are like fast pizza, but they're still like really good cooked pizzas. Like, um, we have this little business in, uh, kind of like this village hub that I used to go to. It was called Don Carmelo's phenomenal pizza. It's just, it, it's shout really out. good crust. Yeah. Shout out. Um, there was, uh, a pizza place that opened up like, I think almost five, not five. It was a lot earlier than that or a lot later than that. I think it was almost 10 years ago. Um, it was called Velagios. but like we knew the people shout that own the place because I went to school with the guy, like I went to school with their son. So they're like, I'm used to like actual, like kind of family owned pizza shops. Um, and like whenever we went on road trips and everything like that for baseball, it was like, we got Domino's. I was like, all right, I'll eat it. But normally it was like, we got pizza hut or like, um, just like, I don't know. I'm not a big dominoes fan. Long story short.
0: So I, I, I get where you're coming from. There's a place in the uh, quad cities in the great state of Iowa slash Illinois called Harris pizza. That is the single greatest pizza on the planet. All right. It is spectacular. Uh, you know, there's there's different, you know, places here and there that are really solid. Old Chicago's one that's solid too. So I get what you're saying about dominoes. I um uh, they're just quick. They're easy. And I would say they're cheap, but that's cheap's relative with, you know oh, yeah. everything going on in this crazy, crazy time we live in. But so the interesting one comes with picking two, which you already bumped KFC and Domino's, so I guess you have to sit this one out.
1: All right, um, go for it. So
0: Starbucks is gone. It gets tough when you have to pick two. I mean probably Chipotle for me would be the other one.
1: What? I haven't
0: had it in I haven't had it in years.
1: Okay, but coming from Iowa though, we we do have now that I am an Iowa citizen, I can say we sadly, oh my god, Oh boo hoo Crying around But uh, Coming from Iowa, there's Poncheros. Shout out to Poncheros. But Poncheros to me Shout I Shout out <laughs> I think Poncheros is friggin' fire. See
0: there you go. Problem solved. Chipotle gone, Starbucks gone, boom. I, there's okay. I will say Taco Bell would not be – Taco Bell would be one of the last ones on there. Subway is a weird one for me because it should be better than it is, if I'm being and honest. For it's, as expensive as the damn sandwiches yeah. are. Yeah, that's, that's where I was going to go. The price is disproportionate to how good it actually is.
1: Um, there, There are times where I'm at work and it's like, you know what? I don't have any lunch here. It's like, what do I want? And there's not a lot to choose from in Winterset, Iowa, ladies and gentlemen. But it's like, there are times where it's like, yeah, I could go for a Subway sandwich. As soon as I get it, I'm like, okay, my wallet hates me right now. And then I'll get back and it's like, all right, at the moment, this is good. Could I eat this every day? No, because I can make a 10 times better sandwich doing it myself. It might be a little bit. save money. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on what you put in it, yes.
0: Because here's the thing. Even if you spend more money you're getting more mileage out of what you're using versus just spending $15 this one time at Subway.
1: Oh, yeah. I did that the other day. I got a steak and cheese sandwich. I added some bacon on it on good old Parmesan oregano Bacon's
0: bread. probably like $2 a slice now.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even want to actually go to the store and look at the bacon section because I would love to get a pack of bacon <laughs> and smack on it all freaking morning but I don't want to spend, like, an arm and a leg for it. Like, here, let me sell my kidney. I'll buy 300 pounds of bacon. <laughs> oh, that still doesn't cover it? Well, crap them out.
0: So the rest of the, the best of the rest, if you will. So Taco Bell is probably number one.
1: You can, they need to bring back the beefy nacho-loaded griller. If they do that, Taco they're number Bell, one on my
0: list. I mean, there's not much on the menu you can go wrong with. Um, Chick-fil-A, every time I try to go there, it's the one day of the week they're not open. Their stuff's good. Again, it's Why do you go on Sundays? I don't know. It's when, it's when my, um, it's just when it seems like it's a good day to go. And then you pull up and you're like, huh, well, this is closed. So I'm going somewhere else. And then, you know, you find your McDonald's or Burger King, which would rank higher than Chick-fil-A for that very reason.
1: Then, I, I don't even, I don't even know what I would pick for either one of those because at times, I do like Burger King. God, Burger like King
0: is so good though.
1: <laughs> as a kid, I was like me and my parents. We would always like kind of leave late on trips, like going to my grandma's farm out in like uh, central Nebraska, or like we'd go to Skyler down kind of like on the south, more southern central side, and we would always get Burger King because my parents hated McDonald's. Unless it was breakfast, because McDonald's breakfast, let's face it, smacks so hard.
0: Once you get done but, waiting in line for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and the only reason that McDonald's doesn't rank higher for me, fix your frickin' ice cream machine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, just get well, it. Well, there
0: it is. We almost made it through about making fun of the ice cream machine, a meme that lives on forever and ever. And
1: If you're going to make fun of Chick-fil-A not being open on Sundays and McDonald's is on this list, you can't not say it.
0: So yeah, okay. that that's that's a good point though.
1: Hot take though.
0: Oh boy, here we go.
1: Really hot take. And I really don't know why. This might just be the four years of college that have just been recently graduated for me. <laughs> or this is just a general consensus of everybody that I've talked to. But when you have went out and you've partied on a Saturday night, Hell yeah. fun, you wake up in the morning. And you don't feel as good. You got a little <laughs> headache. You got some. It you don't hold on. feel as
0: good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, you
1: got a headache mm. and you, you may have bought too many shots. Is there a thing? <laughs> Probably not. But the next morning? Oh, definitely. But then you say, hold on here. Where can we go get food? Like, I, I just need something. Let's go get McDonald's breakfast. All right. If you don't order a Sprite on that list, because I don't know (laughs) why this is, McDonald's Sprite tastes so much different. Speaking of memes. Oh, my gosh.
0: The meme lives on with that one, too. The thing I love about Taco Bell on this front as well, they're open till 2 or 3, depending on the day. They open up at 7 in the morning for Taco Bell breakfast. I've there personally was... never partaken in Taco Bell breakfast, but...
1: Nor have I. That's awesome.
0: You talk my... about not feeling so good. <laughs> the only way to feel better is washing down that bad feeling and that headache with some Taco Bell.
1: My, my funniest Taco Bell story, and this came from when I was doing my internship with you at Storm Lake Radio, and Chris Bachman, shout out to Chris, <laughs> but we, had, we were doing a game in Carol. And I wasn't getting back till like, late. <laughs> and I was like, man, I need some food. Like, I need something. Like, I hadn't had a lot of dinner. Like, I cooked something before, but I was like, man, I just need something to snack on. And I cooked early because I was still living on campus at BV because I was staying in my suite for the month that I was there. Taco Bell was the only, I think, place open in Carroll, Iowa. So I was like, all right, <laughs> going to go there. They broke my heart because they didn't have beefy nacho loaded grillers. So I was like, all right get up to the get up to the drive through i was like can i get 3 doritos locos got my tacos and start driving well as i'm getting out of town i wanted my tacos cuz i was hungry so start opening my tacos and i was like man i i can't eat this like this is going to get everywhere cuz i took a bite and i was like this is just such a bad idea driving in the middle that's of that's why you BFE, get soft shell
0: tacos not crunchy tacos you get, oh, a you get slow Locos. Here's the deal: you get something that you can eat in the car, and then you get something that you're going to eat later.
1: Oh, true. I thought of you. Got to strategize. I'm hungry.
0: You got to strategize.
1: Oh, I did strategize. I pulled over to the side of the road and just started to car <laughs> <of> my taco. <laughs> 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 the best, the best part
0: was. Oh, that's
1: great! All of a sudden, I see this car coming towards me, and I was like, "All right, cool. Hopefully, they don't judge me." All of a sudden, the car slows down, and I was like, all right, this is weird as hell. Uh It was a literal state trooper that pulled around, (laughs) pulled over, (laughs) lights flash. Oh, no. Dude, I I shit you not. I can't make this up. This is too good.
0: Shit, 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 shit.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, (laughs) both of my headlights are on. I have my hazards on. I'm not even driving. I have nothing illegal in the car. What the hell is going on? Cop comes up to the window and bless this dude's heart because he, he was so nice about it, too. He goes, hey, what's up, man? What, you, you doing okay? I was like, yeah. Did I do anything wrong? He goes, I've got no, I Taco
0: didn't. Bell dripping down the side of my mouth, and I have a taco crunched up in one
1: hand literally he comes up to the door and i have my taco i have one of the three in my hand oh and God. i'd already i had already blasted through one taco and i'm sitting there with the second and he comes up to the door and he goes hey man what's going on and i was like did i do anything wrong he goes no just saw you pulled over wanted to make sure everything was okay and i literally told him verbatim i said officer i'm gonna be really honest with you I just got done broadcasting a game. I was super hungry. I got Taco Bell. I did not feel comfortable <laughs> eating it while driving because I know there's deer out, and I know I would not make that mistake, so I just pulled over. I'm eating my tacos, and I'll be on my way. And he goes, solid. Have a good night. Solid. See you later. Glad you're solid being safe. And dude. I was like, dude.
0: <laughs> hey, tip that of just... the tip of the cap to you, though, for thinking about deer and being like, yeah, I don't want to drive one-handed while Distractedly trying to eat this taco that I clearly can't eat while I'm driving. You know, I got to tip oh my cap to that.
1: But, dude, it was the funniest thing because oh I'm literally man. sitting there and I'm like, why the hell did he just – he slowed down, turned around, flashed his lights to make sure, like, hey, there's a, there's a police officer here and just pulls up, comes up to the window, and I'm literally sitting there. And I was like, dude <laughs> – I'm not even doing anything. I just want my taco.
0: <laughs> I mean, also tip of the cap to that guy for pulling over and being like, all right, what the hell is going on here?
1: Oh yeah. So, and like I said, the guy was super nice about it. I think he was, he was definitely like mid twenties to just yeah. at 30. Like he comes up just your, your typical, like nice state trooper guy. Thank God he was nice. And just, he asked cause he was gen- he genuinely looked concerned. Cause like, I think he was going to help me if like my car was having issues or if like I was doing something or, like, needed to do something with my car. And he just thought it was funny that a literal 22-year-old kid pulled over to eat his frickin' Taco Bell.
0: I've had a similar situation when I was storm chasing in northern Iowa. I can't remember. I think it was a state trooper, too. Uh, There was actually, well, there was, I don't remember if it was a state trooper or not, but all of a sudden I'm sitting there and, you know, you know how it is when you're storm chasing. Sometimes, you know, you're in the car. Sometimes you're, like, leaned out of the car. So I'm sitting there, and you're taking pictures, and I see this car slowing down behind me, and I'm like, "All right, well, hopefully this is, you know, hopefully this is somebody that isn't going to cause any problems." So they, oh yeah, hopefully you're not
1: getting, and
0: they pull up behind me, and they're like, "I'm like, all right, now what are we doing?" He just, just strolls up to the car. What are we doing here? And I'm like, "All right, you know, I explain what I'm doing. It was basically the same thing. I'm like, okay, have a good day." And I'm like, "All right."
1: all right cool good, thanks
0: good talk officer
1: oh my gosh that's too uh, funny dude
0: so there you go taco bell is uh
1: taco bell remains <laughs> king i guess i don't know how
0: i do it's delicious but anyway yeah. so that's our breakdown kfc apparently you don't like starbucks is eh. uh dominoes about- you don't like Nope. And Chipotle is the one that gets the short end of the stick out of the other eight for me because I haven't had it in a long time. So there you go. And at some point we'll renew the old uh, Dunkin' versus uh, Krispy Kreme discussion that you're wrong on.
1: Oh boy, I and <laughs> I'll I'll save it for a later episode because I'll at least defend oh, my my quote well, unquote argument. Okay,
0: here. so now we're taking shots at me. I see how it is.
1: No, I'm not taking shots at you. I'm just saying I'll I'll defend it. Because, like, especially back in high school, we had, like, donut days in the classroom. And there was not a Krispy Kreme close to my house. But a Dunkin' had, like, just opened up. And so, like, we had to get to, like, school by – before 8. I would always get there by, like, 7.30 because parking was a cluster at, the, at this school. But, like, I would always – I would have to pick donuts up, like, almost every three weeks because we would swap who, like, what senior, like, everybody – brings donuts you know so Duncan was the closest thing to my house so that's where I'll start next time
0: there you go so with that uh, yeah we've made it through the food discussion and we're on to something that's uh, been talked about in this show before it's good old Pokemon go oh yeah your boys back in it caught it right as we speak what oh, man, you playing right now? Excellent oh. throw. First throw, Pokemon caught. Anyway, I thought it was a new Pokemon. It wasn't, but uh, yeah, so there you go.
1: Oh, man. We're going right. through
0: what's going on right now. And
1: I got a, a, I got a Pikachu and a Ponyta. Let me catch this Pikachu first. Wow.
0: Simply stunning developments.
1: But in Simply my, stunning.
0: In my little bit of time playing, I've caught a Dragonite. There you go. Which is pretty doggone cool. Uh, I'm trying to see, trying to remember what else I caught. You know, there's a, a Lunatone. That was one I caught. The moon Pokemon. I don't know whether that's the actual thing, but it looks like a moon. Also caught a Granbull. So there you go.
1: Just caught a Pikachu. There you Hit go. Hitmonchan.
0: Is it the one that's got like the sideways gangster hat on?
1: No, it's just a normal oh. Pikachu and this Ponyta's about to be next.
0: Bummer, dude. Biden has, like, a sideways gangster hat on. It's clearly cooler than yours and has a rap career, so there you go. Win, there win. you go. Uh, and then uh, uh, Chansey, called Chansey, Alombre. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. But, yeah, you know, check out the old uh, Covert Show on uh, Twitter. And TikTok because I've shared the old uh, trainer code uh, of mine. I've got fourteen friends, and they're from all over the place. It's actually pretty cool.
1: Now I got that I've I got roasted up, ab- I got it.
0: roasted about it earlier. What? Hi. Fr- yeah, you you roasted me. So, how many friends do you have on here?
1: None. Oh, ouch. I dude I haven't played in <laughs> God knows how long. I started I started Ooh. seeing your stuff like literally Ooh. a couple of days ago and I was like, you know what? I still got the app. I can walk around Winterset. It's I can just spend my night going. Might as well try to find something entertaining.
0: We gotta we gotta do a weekend of Pokemon Go.
1: We're that gonna we gotta do a, a
0: a covert show, TikTok or a, a live like I don't know how we do it. We gotta get like portable microphones and and uh do a podcast while we're catching Pokemon. So that's a thing that we got to do.
1: Oh man. I, I'm literally looking through here and I remember <laughs> when Pokemon go first came out, there were names that you gave the EV evolutions to specifically get the like the evolution that you wanted. I've got Rainer for Vaporeon. I've got Sakura as uh Espeon, the pink psychic one. And I'm just scrolling through here. I got I had a Rainer that I named an Eevee and I ended up getting a Flareon on the fire type. Good wow. lord I said we sound like such nerds, but I mean this it's is it's good here, here's Pokemon here's our nostalgia spot. dive. Back into Pokemon. Here's our nostalgia dive. But I'm just like going through and just seeing all the ones that I So have. I'm
0: gonna try your trick here, and I don't know if this is the thing anymore. So I have a bunch of Eevees. Let's let's type in Rainer. What happens here? Nothing.
1: What well, you gotta evolve it.
0: Well Yeah, well, sorry, dude.
1: Well, I didn't do that, bud.
0: I I thought that was a cheat code. Sorry, dude.
1: Uh, I remember back when I was still, I think, in high school or I just came back from college and this was still big. My uncle, uh, my dad's brother, was super big into this with him and his kid. But they had a park next to their house in Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, which is like just off the border of Iowa and Nebraska. And they had a fort, like the, the actual like fort, um, like tourist site and kind of like field trip site was there, but he said, go walk around the fort and you'll catch a bunch of Pokemon. So one day I literally went, it was a totodile spawn. Like it was literally wow. just filled with totodile. So I was trying to catch as many as possible so I could evolve them into a alligator. Well, I apparently didn't get much because <laughs> I have 75 candies and I still need another 25 to get to this damn alligator. But I've got a crocana that's sitting there ready to go.
0: There you go. My Pokemon famous is so fun. Yeah, it is. My uh my uh place I used to go was the old Storm Lake Walmart. And you were <laughs> in the parking lot and in the store. I kid you not, I don't even begin to understand what happened, but it was one of those where it's uh you know, RC was not <laughs> as is well documented in some of her early shows. RC hates. And I mean hates Pokemon Go.
1: But I don't know how you can. Holy crap. In oh. Winter Set there's like five different gyms. Oh, time oh to show off Lord. those skills. I don't even I don't even remember what my like starting six is for a battle here.
0: I'm have yeah to figure that go. out
1: man
0: yeah oh, that's uh something we're gonna be uh doing We're talking Pokemon go, and then we'll uh truthfully at some point we'll probably open some pokemon cards. I think I've said that for a, uh, of our twenty six episodes, probably like twelve of them have been like, we're gonna open pokemon cards next episode, and then next episode comes, and we don't but, we'll
1: have to we'll have to do it cuz i can definitely i'll even sit here and I'll film it too because I'll ha- I'll just hook my camera up and then I'll send you that for the for the TikTok.
0: Yeah, we got a we got a great TikTok page. Check it out. We I we uh we share uh concerts Pokémon Go I I really don't know what else. We had the hex bugs there for a while. Uh still on the search for those. Haven't <laughs> have, have not found them.
1: Oh man. Come on. I
0: mean, deep down, I'm hoping they didn't get lost in the move because that would be a hell of a bummer.
1: <laughs> that would be a bummer, even though they were probably they were worth the payment, but they probably at the same time were not worth the payment just because they're <laughs> hex bugs.
0: Hey, to be fair, it was like 20 bucks for five of them. So it's not like I broke the bank doing it. But, you know, that's part of this show is – you know last time it was almost uh buying some good old fashioned dehydrated marshmallow bits but it, I'm the only one on this show that makes impulse purchases based on what the show talks about so
1: I might have to Not going to lie, I've been like walking around like high V, and I was like, you know what? I could still use some bug juice. So something might have to happen where an Amazon purchase comes through, and my dad goes, All right, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, Dude, got to do it for the podcast. Don't ask. Do it for the podcast. I got to use your Amazon Prime. I'll pay for it.
0: It's still on my computer, by the way. This dehydrated marshmallow bits, two and a half pounds.
1: (sighs) My lord, twenty
0: two dollars. That seems steep to me, but
1: that that definitely does seem steep.
0: A one pound jar is eleven ninety nine. A one pound bag is eleven forty nine, and a pack of two is thirteen ninety seven. Well, there's your deal. That's, Boom. Uh, that's two pounds because you get two one pound bags, so it's thirteen ninety seven instead of seventeen ninety nine. That's the that's the big brain move.
1: <laughs> so throwing it back to the good old Pokemon. Mm-hmm. When I go to the gym and I would choose to run on said treadmill. If I start running on a treadmill, will it track that so I can hatch these? Hold on here. Got to make sure I'm getting this right because I do have a lot eggs. of eggs. Oh yeah, I got. I think n- I got nine eggs. Wow. So if I run on the treadmill and I still have a few kilometers left to go on one on a five kilometer egg. But if I start running on the treadmill, will that hatch my eggs? Question mark.
0: I'll be honest. I have absolutely no idea. I know. Obviously walking around does.
1: We're going to have to test this theory.
0: Well, there you go. That's your assignment for next week's show is tell us how that goes. I'm going to have to go out and find some Pokemon cards to buy.
1: I've got them at hy V. Literally, they put up a stand two days ago of just Pokemon cards. The cool thing is,
0: it's been so long since I bought them. I'm trying to think. It's probably been, I don't know, two or three years. It hasn't been, like, long, long. But it's been long enough that now there's new card sets out. So it'll be a whole new adventure start to finish on that front.
1: Dude, I remember when I was a kid... And I had, like, the books, like the card books. And I would slide in the good cards and, the, like, the card slots and everything yeah. like that. I have my collection still up in my closet back in Omaha. And my dad one day, he goes, what are we going to do with these? I was like, dude, I have no freaking clue. I barely, <laughs> I barely even know what's in there and what could be valuable. They have um, not been. Some of them I haven't been put just, in card containers. I think we
0: just created a YouTube, you know, a live show there. Uh, What's in those Pokemon card packs or what's in those Pokemon binders? Because I'm I'm intrigued as to what's in there now.
1: Well, I think the next time that I'd be able to get them would be July 16th because I got to go back to Nebraska for a wedding. Oh, there you go. So the next time that I would get them would be that like next week's show. So, so you're I mean, at I, if I set myself a reminder, I guarantee you I could probably pick him up and, so he's gonna, and risk the ridicule.
0: On top of buying stuff off of Amazon Prime, he's also going to get his Pokemon cards. And, oh, no. On top of buying Pokemon cards at hy V, he's getting the old Pokemon binder. No. He's going to become a Pokemon master.
1: It's true. Oh, my gosh. I remember... I had Pokemon cards, I had Yu-Gi-Oh cards, I tried to, I took some of them in uh, to get appraised at, like, a (laughs) card shop, because I was, like, my parents were, like, what are you gonna do with all these, and I was, like, there's, like, a card gaming shop, like, two miles from the house, like, let's go there and, like, let's see, and they were, like, well, kid, your cards are in decent condition, but, like, this is the rare thing that you need, and I was, like, I have one of those, what can I get for one of those, because I think I had... And they weren't a rarity anymore because you could find uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh, like the blue eyes, white dragons, mm. um, just like the singles for you could find them almost anywhere. But I had like two of them and I had like a, a red eyes, dark dragon. Like I had all of this stuff going on. So I'll have to go back and actually be like, all right, parents, they're moving out of your house. Sadly, I need to to revisit my childhood. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, well, the podcast is on point.
1: Yes, we are We're
0: buying, or at least looking at buying now. God, I got the hiccups. Sarah's Candy Factory Assorted of dehydrated mushroom mushrooms, dehydrated marshmallow <laughs> bits. Yeah, marshmallow mushroom, same thing.
1: Resealable uh,
0: two-pound bags.
1: Resealable.
0: Resealable.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: The whole we're going to do a whole episode where I just crush an entire pound of de- dehydrated marshmallow bits during the show.
1: Dude, I I wouldn't <laughs> even want to do that. I would be so sick. Uh, yeah, All right. That is true. Okay, so throwing throwing it back to like the dehydrated marshmallows. <laughs> do you remember like well, just like we're going down nostalgia lane already. Um, do you remember like the freeze pops? Like you, you buy them in like the, um, the like fishnet straw kind of bags, whatever. Yeah. Those like ice pops. Yeah. So me and like, as a kid, um, especially when we moved into the new neighborhood, me and my mom would always go on like walks. And like afterwards we, we called them freezies cause we never knew what the whole name for them was. Cause like, I've heard them called like, um, otter pops or even though I know that's a completely different thing, I guess. But, um. We would always have one after it. Well, there was a, there was something, uh, there was a video that I saw where this girl literally rips it apart in the middle.
0: Oh Whoa. no!
1: And we would always no. Cut the off.
0: no. Hold on a second, dude. I'm no, going to God. grab one of these. This is BS, dude. Wait, do you actually have one? I of course I do. I don't live no under freaking a freaking way. I do. I think all the good <laughs> flavors are gone, so I'm gonna have to get like a green one or something. But all right, hold oh, on. Oh
1: my gosh. If, if this one.
0: breaks and it stains my carpet, I'm gonna be mad. If no. you're doing this to prank me, I'm not gonna be happy. Or I'm gonna go grab I'm one of these, entertain the masses while I'm gone.
1: All right, I'll explain the video. So basically, what happens is the video that I saw: this girl breaks, or she takes one of those like freeze pops and says, "All right, I'm gonna break it down the middle." She cracks it open in the middle, and it's two even sides, or like as close to even as you can freaking get. Like it's not gonna be like geometrically even so this one barbecue guy that i always love watching on tiktok he goes you gotta be you gotta be shitting me like i'm gonna go do this goes over to the fridge he gets one and he tears it open and he's just entire childhood ruined because we all know that we would cut the tops off of it and we would eat it that way and if you didn't i would always think that you were a psychopath well apparently i must have been the psychopath because all i did was cut the damn top off of it and just go there
0: yeah that's but how I you're think... supposed to do that
1: Exactly, but I think that's the best way to do it because if you cut the top off you get to eat the whole thing, mm-hmm. but like as you're doing it, more and more of the juice melts off the ice. Yeah. So you get to enjoy the juice at the end of the icy.
0: <laughs> this is accurate.
1: All right. So, so what's you got this
0: one. what's this thing I'm supposed to do that's gonna not work? Probably. Alright.
1: So like hold it out in front of you. Like just enough out in front of you, all and right. literally like
0: I'm gonna have to back away from the mic for this, so I'm gonna just go with it. And if you hear a loud, oh, what the hell? Then that's all right. That's
1: so before you step away from it, like literally hold it, like kind of close to the middle, and just try to tear it through the middle, like almost just break it apart, like you're trying to break a stick.
0: Yeah, I'm having no luck with that.
1: <laughs> no way, really,
0: really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah, that's cap as hell, dude.
1: (laughs) Straight cap. Throw a hat.
0: That is cap. Or my freeze pops are uh, in bad shape. One of the the two. So they're either uh, bad freeze pops or it's a cap.
1: Well, you might as well just cut the top off and knead it now. You got it out of the freezer. That's
0: exactly what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. I was going to say, you're going to be the psychopath if you don't freaking eat that right now.
0: Well, wow, they are delicious, and they are a requirement to have in any living establishment during the summer I'll to, months.
1: I'll have to see if I can find them at Hy-Vee, like the the ninety nine cent bags where you can get like almost two hundred of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I need to do this weekend for the Fourth.
0: Hell yeah, you do. <gasps> Boom.
1: Oh, there's so many things that I got to get for the Fourth this weekend. It's ridiculous.
0: The Fourth of July is an absolute good time for everybody involved.
1: Well, and so this is like kind of a, not necessarily a segue, but like because it it, it's somewhat relevant to the Fourth of July. So like my family always gets, and I don't know how many times I've mentioned my family in this episode. Good lord, but like so there's this type of like wine that's called Boone's Farm. It's super cheap. It's like you could pick up like a bottle for $5.
0: I love what I'm hearing so far.
1: (laughs) Okay. But it's kind of like a sugary wine. So like if you drink, drink the whole thing by yourself, your stomach might be hating you and you'd be like, all right, this is way too much sugar. But like, so we have this thing where we like sit on a deck and we'll like literally pick a bunch of songs. Like everybody picks a song. You pass a phone around, but we'll end up passing a bottle of Boone's Farm around. But we call it river wine because that's what we will literally sit on the river. And all of our parents introduced it to the to us because it's what they could find cheap when they the drinking age was miraculously eighteen. Throwback <laughs> to those days, good god. Throwback. But they would have this and they would just we'd pass it around. Well, my mom always sang like the pass the duchy on or to the left hand side. Well, the new Stranger Things season literally the like one of the main running songs in that is Pass the Duchy. And I think that's hilarious because now I like completely uh, I just love the song because it's so funny just because like we will always and it will never go to the right. We will always pass the the river wine to the left.
0: Is there a superstition reason for that?
1: No, I think it's just we do it. And then as soon as we like break open the bottle, the, the next person has to play pass the duchy and we'll just pass the duchy. But I think it's funny that it's actually come into a TV show that I watch and it's now become relevant in life. Fun go. fact of the, fun, weird, awkward rabbit hole.
0: Weird, awkward rabbit hole.
1: I don't know how I was supposed to say that.
0: Yeah, this uh, freeze pops good, but that uh, thing you told me is cap.
1: Well, I'll have to try it, and I'll have to record it, and we'll we'll see what it does.
0: <laughs> I'm not I'm paranoid that my ice pops, like, broken.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, does it work? Does it not work? Shit. Did I get a dysfunctional one? Like, what are we doing?
0: I mean, it tastes good, so there is that. No... There you
1: go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to buy that and a bottle of Boone's Farm for the weekend.
0: Man, you're gonna be partying down like a rock star.
1: Oh man, party! Oh, throwback to that. I don't even remember who that was, but like the party, like a rock party.
0: Like oh rock yeah. Star.
1: Hopefully, we don't get copywritten for that.
0: <laughs> that great. Uh, that great karaoke.
1: I know how. that get I you know a copyright. Spotify.
0: <laughs> they all they heard was "Party like a rock star." Boom, canceled.
1: Done. Your show has demonetized. been
0: demonetized. <laughs> yeah. Man. Well, in order to be demonetized, don't you have to be monetized first?
1: Shh! Don't tell <laughs> them that we're not. Shh! <laughs> At least give us the satisfaction.
0: It is, oh. uh, it is a wonderful time, and, uh, well, I mean, I'm out of things to talk about, amazingly. I mean, we we, <laughs> we managed to circle back to dehydrated uh, marshmallows <laughs> for a second <laughs> straight week, so
1: hey, that's... we got that going. Oh, man. Well, we went down a good nostalgia kick. We talked about trying to add a nostalgia segment, so if anybody wants to comment on the good old TikToks or Twitter about nostalgia stuff that we could talk about, or if I've if, one of us figures one out for next next time.
0: Yeah, I feel like you're ready to do some more TikTok stuff than what we're doing. So, I'm going to leave I, that I, up to you.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I've gotten more into like the social media game with my work that I do because they've kind of like entrusted me with like building a TikTok for like the outdoor store that we have and like building the Instagrams and everything. So, it's like I've completely dove into the social media marketing of just like this is not what I signed up for with school, but at the same time, it was like it was probably bound to happen just because, like, trying because to build a media Because you're in your 20s, brand,
0: that's why.
1: Yeah, because I'm, I'm the, quote-unquote, Gen Z. <laughs> Good Lord. I, that's another thing that should get talked about, this generational loop stuff. Like, <laughs> that's, that's another rabbit hole for another time, but it's just like, where... Who decided to say, okay, this is the generation. This is your characteristics. I mean, I know it's like societal growth, but at the same time, it's just like, I, I don't even know. I hate it sometimes because I would much rather, I don't know what I would rather be called as a millennial or a Gen Z. Because each one is like now just starting to say, well, we hate the other and this is why. And it's like, I don't know which one. I, can I just be like a Gen Gen middle?
0: Yeah, I feel that.
1: Because I, I was I was born in 98, so I was, like, right on the cusp between a Gen Z and a millennial. Yeah, I'm right so, there with
0: you. 99. Yeah,
1: no, <laughs> no kidding. That generation gap got kind of screwed.
0: I think, though, my favorite is the old person, and we'll probably get into this into a podcast down the line, but the old person that's uh, just millennials, anybody under the age of, like, 35, it's just a giant collective, and oh, I yeah. think it's hilarious calling people, boomers, that are between the ages of 30 and, like, 50.
1: Oh, my gosh. Because
0: if you get somebody that's, like, 39, 40 and call them a boomer, it is hilarious.
1: They – that age group, and, like, I think it's – I don't know if it's – I'm going to pull this up here because there was – So, mark
0: it down. We're talking about age groups in our next one.
1: Yeah. But while we're on it here, just because – I got to figure out what this, like, group is called. There was the ba- Gen Xs. So, like, Gen X is between the Millennials and the Baby Boomers. But according to the gap here, it's defined as anybody who's 41 to 56. But, like, the Gen Xs hated the Baby Boomers. And the Baby Boomers, like, I don't think had, like, any, besides the fact that they were their kids, like, they didn't have any, with, like, the rock and roll and everything that was going on didn't really have anything against the gen X's, but I know for a fact, like the gen X's were like, not a fan of the boomers and how that term just kind of comes around is beyond me as an insult as calling somebody a boomer.
0: I don't know, but it works. <laughs>
1: I guess so. It's like, you can use it as a joke, but at the same time, it's like, all it's right. The same that, that thing is...
0: as like millennial will irritate anybody. That's like 15 to like 30. Oh Yeah. Because, but, again, you're just lumping a whole group of people into a title that's not necessarily accurate.
1: Yeah, because according to the chart that I'm looking at, and I feel like these charts change every day, and once again, we'll have to talk about Boy, it in another sure episode. Do. But like, according to the Gen Z age gap, your first ones start from 9 years old and go all the way up to 24. So technically, I do classify as a Gen Z.
0: Hey, same.
1: If you're 25 to 40, you're a millennial. If you're 41 to 56, you're a Gen X. If you're 57 to 75, you're a Boomer, and then the Silent Generation is 76 to 93. But there's no other generations past that. So there you go. Well, that's there's the coming up, generation. Apparently,
0: that's coming up next episode.
1: Coming Dude, up in fun. a
0: uh, couple episodes from now, we'll talk about the Incarceration Fest. It's going to be yeah. hell of fun. It's, you know, got a lot of good stuff to talk about there. I mean, that's going to be uh, something. Again, we're going to try to rope RC from Heavy Metal Forever to talk about the gatekeepers and simps. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. It is you gonna mentioned be, this earlier. It
0: is going to be fantastic if we can get him on. If not, you're going to listen to us, to hash out what's going on, and I will say there's one thing about it before we wrap this thing up. The festival has changed the way the uh, stages are set. So there's one off the one back corner. That's the smaller stage. There's the main stage. And last year off to the side again, there's a third stage. Those two, the one that's off to the left and the one that's center are now smashed together. Yeah. So technically, I guess there's going to be people. Ooh, excuse me. That are going to not have to move because they're going to be right next to each other, but me, I'm not like that at all. I am uh, I refuse to just stand in one spot the whole time. But anyway, that's a rant for a couple of weeks from now. Uh we'll be uh talking about that. Maybe find some guests to talk about that. We'll have to wait and see, but it is uh approaching. It is uh as we're recording now it's also July 1st, so
1: happy yes, sir, Canada is. Day.
0: So happy Canada oh, Day, I everybody. Oh, I
1: forgot July 1st is Canada Day. Busting
0: out the old Blue Jays polo for work tomorrow. I am amped for Well, work today, I guess I should well, say. Uh,
1: today in like six hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, literally. Um. So happy Canada Day, everybody. That's uh, I'm re- today. And then I'm coming really s- up on the 4th, we won't have a podcast between uh, today and the uh, 4th of July, so happy Independence Day to everybody in the good old U.S. of A.
1: America.
0: (laughs) Oh, he's not going to finish it. Wow. Can I finish it? I mean, the show's already, you know, explicit any given time, so.
1: America. Fuck yeah. There
0: it is. (laughs) So we got Canada Day. Good old Independence Day, and uh we'll be back sometime middle of next week.
1: I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at and this is a totally different segue, but I'm actually like very intrigued because it is technically July 1st. I'm looking at Netflix right now and I saw a countdown earlier.
0: Uh-huh.
1: This the Stranger Things Volume 2 has not released a new episode. Oh. I am severely upset. Wow. Not gonna lie.
0: Alright, well, there's that.
1: <laughs> Ugh. He's I was gonna severely watch it after the disappointed. podcast. Oh, very disappointed.
0: So yeah, we'll be back uh next week. And then like I said, the week of incarceration, we're gonna have an entire episode dedicated well <laughs> I can't really say it'll be dedicated to that only because I know our show too well that there will be at least one rabbit hole that comes out of it that no one sees coming.
1: What? No, come on. Yeah,
0: yeah, because that's never happened on this show before.
1: What's a rabbit hole?
0: (laughs) And on that fine note, (laughs) be sure to check out The Covert Show on TikTok, Facebook. That's right, the Facebook page is up. It's got like 54 followers, so not much cooking there yet. But uh, on the Twitter as well, you can email us, thecovertshow at gmail.com. At The Covert Show is literally every other one. Uh, Social media-wise, TikTok, we've been uh, posting basically just like, hey, here's some concert stuff. Here's incarceration. Here's some other things. Uh, It sounds like uh, good old Nick is going to be doing the freeze pop challenge, I guess. I don't know what it's called.
1: I'll do it this weekend. I'll send it to you. I
0: I didn't record mine, and I'm glad I didn't because it was cap as hell, or I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing. So... Yeah,
1: but well, we'll see if it's truly cap. I have a feeling that if you can't do it, then I'm gonna be really sad about it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have a feeling you're gonna be able to do it. But with that, this is episode number 26 of the Covert Show. Be sure to check us out on Spotify and Podbean again at the Covert Show. Thanks for listening.